back something. Bitches, draw hats, whoops, hat, and shout out to Denzel Curry. Shout out to my motherfucking brother, Kenny Beats. Laced everything on this piece, that alchemist. Drip hop, born from the crack pot. This is for the infants, the haves and the have not. Meet us at the trash spot so you can be an astronaut. This will be the biggest leap that you ever hop. Seems niggas are flying, the junkies are hot. And in my line of work, that goes side by side. But when the worlds collide, they waste the whole damn product. Here's the adrenaline when the block gets shot up. Take it to the vein. Matter of fact, take one shot to the brain. One dose or two dose, no vagina. Red dot to a nigga eye like pain. No, it's just another place. You can't go Barricade Get the gauge Re-engage Now I leave a gauge size hole Nigga play your role Put it in your back pocket Before they drop sheets I'ma drop knowledge Stop it Now you got an answer To the cosmic Whatever they rock with Is something non-toxic Chop it Mix the green juice With the crossfit Better get my weight up You other niggas lost it Gun cock Make a nigga love stock Got my middle finger To the center Screaming fuck cops Trigger finger Start itching When the fun stop Fiends at the bus stop Eyes looking bloodshot Join the day back on I Mean Podcast after a slight hiatus. Oh man, these hotel internet issues galore. It's okay, we back. Ain't nothing slowing us up. I got my brother from the motherfucking Jazzy Comedy Show, JC Row IV himself, live in the flesh. What's happening, fam? Monkey D. Javante here. You feel me, Monkey D? I feel you, bro. I feel you. If ain't a nigga to feel you out there, man, I feel you. <laughs> What's man, I'm glad to be back on your show, man. I'm, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to be like, like y'all Hollywood cats. I see y'all getting busy putting out the entertainment for us again, making sure that we all not bored out the fuck our minds with all this depression and news shit. So I'm, I'm honored to be able to share the stage with you today and talk a little bit about that, like what's going on with the Hollywood and. I know you've been auditioning a whole lot the last few weeks. So how do you feel about the way the engine's cooking down there? You think that we kind of back in motion or what's up? We're back in motion, man. And you can kind of feel the feelings in the air. You know, shout out to Philly Collins. <laughs> <laughs> to feel the feelings of the feelings when you're feeling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Shout out to Philly Collins. We feel the feeling is in the air. Shout out to Jay-Z. He flipped that. Um, you know, you can feel it. People Man. are excited about being outside again, even though the Roni Ron is still straight up out there chilling, waiting for niggas <laughs> with a ball bat, like uh, Negan and New Seal. Lucille is fucking back with the fucking spikes sticking out of it and ready to beat Mad motherfuckers right in the back of the head. But they out there, they're bruh, excited. Corona be like Ultron in, uh, in the second Avengers. It's always got a new body, bro. It's just, just like boom, man. new version. <laughs> hey, it was like this in Dragon Ball Z, man. They thought they killed Cell a billion times, dog, and he kept popping back. Like if you didn't kill him down at the cellular level, that nigga was popping back up from a uh, embryo, and he was gonna be reborn into another fucking more perfect form of himself, and he was still fucking niggas up all over. Are you saying that the coronavirus is the manifestation of cell from Dragon Ball Z? Because if so, that is absolutely fucking ter- ter- terrible and devastating, bro. It's pretty I'm devastating. I'm scared the fuck up my mind. Hey, and what makes it worse <laughs> is that it was a nigga way stronger than Perfect Cell, who was perfect, by the way. Perfect Cell, Majin Buu. Fat mm. Buu and a skinny Buu and then Majin Buu was the ultimate realization of all the Boos from the Buu saga. And from the Buu saga, okay. I'm telling you, so... Vegeta tried to blow this motherfucker away with a beam, I think, the, uh, the Gallic gun, and it didn't work. And Vegeta, this was Majin Vegeta, who got overtaken by Majin Buu, kind of like, um, he got kind of like infiltrated. His spirit got taken over and co-opted by Majin Buu's Majin power, which made mm-hmm. Vegeta more powerful. But with mm. that being said, Vegeta's mind is so strong that he allowed himself to be overtaken by a more powerful force so that he can become a more powerful being. And with his mind, he continued to control his body. So with that, he still went strong enough to fucking defeat Majin Buu because he didn't destroy every single cell, every single piece of Mm. matter. So what you saw was Mm. a close-up after the destruction because basically Vegeta self-destructed to kill his nigga. Right, that was the greatest yield and output of power he could possibly have, and that didn't do nothing. Kill everything. That's what I'm saying. You like destroy every Ultron, destroy every embryo, destroy every fucking Corona. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's possible to total annihilation, bro. 
Yeah, I don't think so either, fam. <laughs> really you know what I'm saying? Nazis been trying to annihilate the Jews forever. What some racist white people been trying to annihilate black people. You know, Trump is trying to annihilate Mexican children. Ain't nobody been annihilated. Nah, <laughs> nah, niggas is still here dwelling. We all still here <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> we still here dwelling. We got different looking populations now, but we still here dwelling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. At the same time, like knowing that there's still threats of that loom, it's still cool to see people excited to be out and excited to be able to live a little bit again or just not afraid to live again. That might be what's more so the uh, case here is a bunch of people who aren't afraid to get out there and just live. Any of those lags that y'all hear, Monkey D is in uh, Iraq right now. I'm doing some missionary work for the mm-hmm. Christian church. And so his Wi-Fi isn't totally connected. Y'all got to forgive him for the in and out signal that he's pushing with. Yeah, please He'll forgive be back Monkey D. Please, please forgive me. We don't know why on the I Mean Podcast show they don't pay their internet bill. He's probably living off of like the free Starbucks internet from down the street. And that's why he keeps fading in and out. But I think he's back. So I'm going to stop, stop talking shit. Because I only wanted to do that behind his back, not in front of his face. Oh, nigga heard Welcome it back, Javante. How are you? I heard every single word, motherfucker. <laughs> heard every single word. See? <laughs> About my poor internet situation in my hotel. You can see the hotel door behind me right there. All of those cool things. <laughs> hey, you're really living out corona problems, though, because your internet is a consequence of your property not being able to fully update with everything happening in the pandy. So you've been like, I mean, it's a privilege to still be in housing, right? Because some people don't even have housing, but you're still like, you can't be in your comfort of your home that you're actually paying for because... Their actual in- infrastructure shit they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's very interesting years. times right now. <laughs> Fascinating mm-hmm. times, and it's been nothing but you know it goes it goes back to Darwin. You know the the he, the, the organisms. Well, no, I will just take the organisms. Yeah. Most suited for survival, those that will simply are the ones that best adapt. Not the strongest, not the weakest, the ones that adapt. The most readily, best adaptive, yeah. the most effective. That's it. Just the most adaptive. That's why you see some garbage-looking ass creations out here still alive, <laughs> and you're like, how, 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 sway? Yeah. And it's like, made some adjustments. That's all. Just made some yeah. adjustments. Still here. Uh, a crack, huh? Yeah. <laughs> crack it. Adapted from cocaine and made it more affordable self for all the poverty times America was going to experience over the next thirty years. When <laughs> then meth was basically like the the Chinese copycat, like, hold up, we can do crack too, but different. We give you a bootleg version of crack and we call it meth. Right. And I'm not saying Chinese to be like anti-Chinese. Everybody knows China be doing, doing copycats. Like, I'm all for the stop the Asian hate stuff. Don't y'all start tripping on that shit. Like, mm. You're just saying, you know, it might be the bootleg capital of all of the, all of the universe. Of the whole. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all. <laughs> And everybody know that they're the bootleg capital yeah. of the world. Yeah, everyone knows they're the bootleg capital of the That's universe. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. If there it was like a bootleg, yeah, if it was a bootleg virus vaccine, it'd come from China. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's it'd what be, we're saying. It'd be sold for 10% of the actual virus uh, vaccine that's been sold for all over the hey, world. Hey, you, and you can get it from a food cart. Right. They'd be like, you had a Gucci, this is Gauchi, nigga. Just as good. <laughs> Oh, that was too close to Fauci. <laughs> no, Look, no. it's for the vaccine. See how that works? <laughs> the Gauchi Fauci vaccine. Vaccine. That's what they should call it, the Fauci vaccine. That nigga done put in more work to stop corona than probably anybody else outside the scientists that actually invented the vaccine. I wonder if that could qualify him for a Nobel Peace Prize because he was certainly fucking trying. <laughs> I mean, we gave it one to Obama, not we. Like, I wasn't in the board voting for shit, that fam. nigga. I didn't give him right. <laughs> I, I didn't give that nigga a damn thing. But he did get respect. one. And over all due respect, I mean, Obama was great as a human being. But it's like, what the fuck did you get a Nobel Peace Prize for, bro? You know. Can you please come tell us on the I Mean Podcast and Jesse Comedy Show? Cause you know what? Maybe it's some kind of alternative kind of award. And we just kind of misspelled. We flipped the L and the E. Maybe it was the Nobel Peace Prize because he seems like a noble man. And he's, he's, oh. he seems to be about, you know what, uh, about Peace Park, he he drawn more people than anyone ever in history, so never, I don't know. Right, but maybe because he kept the White House peaceful, unlike the last president, mm. they was like noble peace, like rural peace. Noble? Like, oh, like, 
metal he world kept piece? the no no like the yeah he was kept the noble area of his estate peaceful because like you said the weird alternative universe shit he went to earth too and made peace on that earth and then they was actually supposed to give him the Nobel Peace Prize, but somehow it was a glitch in the Matrix, and it was Earth One was giving him the Nobel Peace Prize when that wasn't supposed to happen. Maybe he was supposed to be arrested on Earth One instead. I don't know. You know how Earth One is so. You know Earth One, our Earth is so fucked up, y'all. In the cosmos, who are listening on Earth Three and Four, Earth One is so fucked up that we make TV shows on Earth One via Earth One Earthlings about an Earth Two or Earth Three, something better than this fucking Earth. Different timelines and everything because we know that we done fucked this one up beyond repair. So, yeah. <laughs> and all you can do is laugh like I do. That's how America, maybe there's an alternative universe that's going to keep this life thing going because we fucked it up in this dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's why in Dragon Ball Z, the main thing them niggas was doing was sending niggas to other dimensions. That was them killing them. Imagine you killing someone so totally, you in a. I'm going to send you to the next dimension. I don't want to go to the next dimension. You're going to the next dimension. I'm stronger than you. Damn. This that, was, that show was so disrespectful. Right? I'm going to just send you to the next dimension. No! And then you just see dude getting melted away by a Kamehameha wave. Yeah, he can't do nothing about it because niggas, uh, the power level is just over 9,000 and your scouter broke, so you can't tell how much stronger he is than you. So you're still trying to fight him. When you just outmatched in every possible way. See, I don't know if that's going to be a punishment, though. Like, as the generations progress, like, the things that used to be punishments don't become punishments. Am I right? Like, back in the day, it's like, go to your room. I was like, I'll go to my room. Now I got fucking Wi-Fi. Fuck you. Niggas want to be dead. So, you say something like, you know, you walk up, you Vegeta. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to send you to the next dimension. Uh, Fine. I didn't want to be here anyway. Right. I didn't want to be here anyway. You're here. Fuck you. I'm going to another dimension. <laughs> well, I'm not sending you to the fun dimension. How about that one? Well, then I might just have to turn it, the whatever dimension you send me to, into the fun dimension because I'm the fun. You know what I'm saying? You have elbow for teeth and butts for arms. How about that? You won't like that setup, would you? Elbows for teeth and butts for arms. Now, that would be interesting. Trying to <laughs> What the hell kind of imagery? Am I propagating? Pick fake about the edibles I ate. <laughs> Yo, I'm sober right now. <laughs> that butts for arms one is the one. Because like, cause you eat your food. If every time you had to pick up your food, you had to do it with your butt. You had to squeeze your butt cheeks together around your burger and then put it in your mouth. Ooh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That would be a fucked up dimension. Be like, oh, again, a shitty burger? <laughs> but do you know how incredible your core would be? Because you have... Like you would have to do nothing but bend for like left and right, your obliques would be crazy shredded. Would you know when you were eating and when you were shitting if you have to grab the food with your ass to feed your mouth? Hmm. What if you farted while you were eating? Like then they just go right into your mouth and then right back out your ass and then right back into your mouth and then you just get like this. In that bizarre world, there might just be some form of seasoning. It's seasoning. I you know, I think my one year old might like that. He drags all this food in the ground before he eats it anyway. So yeah, I'm sure he's eating all types of bird shit, baby shit, and dog shit off the ground. Through, yeah, I would like to just think that that's nature's baby. way of telling Keep him keeping him corona free, get his immune system dope. Exactly. Or we're just waiting for him to make some upgrades upstairs. <laughs> it could be a bit of it both. Remains to be seen. <laughs> Maybe one leads to the other. Maybe the bacteria that you eat as a one and two year old actually help evolve your brain to be a decent human being. So that you're you know grow into an adult that eats fucking dirt. That eats fucking dirt. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're just an idiot. I love you. Not that I just called you an idiot on the Jesse County show, but wouldn't be the first time I clowned you with your brother. So holla at your boy. Yo, <laughs> you two about to get called morons and idiots a lot, man. <laughs> Right. I mean, just this, in the, in the most all, respectful way. It's all about how you respond, you know. Like, we're, you know, this is a teachable moment, y'all. And like, it's just how you respond to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? To adversity, this is adversity. I, you know. I think the parents who call their children stupid make their kids smarter than their parents who call their kids smart. And then kids walk around thinking they're smart all the time, so they never actually have to do anything or learn anything or prove that they're smart. Yeah, I felt silly all of the time. You know what I'm saying? And you're really smart. You see how that way you got like a master's degree from Syracuse. You're like doing all this shit. You train other actors and all coaching and all that shit. You do therapy work and like 
Yeah, but you were told you were like probably an idiot or an asshole as a child by your parents who were like, huh, I'm not giving this kid no respect. It's a fucking kid. And then you're like, I'll show you one day. And you become like this smart ass man, you know? Yo, remember when you used to think that grown folks business was super dope? When oh, they, my God. When they used to tell you as a kid to mind yours and stay right. out of the grown folks business. I don't want to be in grown folks business and I'm grown. <laughs> that shit ain't Uh-oh. fun. It ain't fun over here. It ain't fun on this side, nigga. Right. If it happened to be any kids listening to it, you are not missing out on adulthood, but enjoy your childhood. Enjoy <laughs> your childhood. Y'all ain't missing out on adult grown folks business at all. Stay in your child's business. Be a kid as long as you can. Um, even as an adult, maintain your childlike self because that's the only thing that's going to get you to grow. Once you think that you've grown now, you stop there. It's a wrap. That's where it yeah. ends for you. Then it's yeah. a long ass. It's the beginning of a long ass, drawn out, bullshit ass ending. You know what I mean? Talk to the youth, preacher man. Talk to the youth. Let hey, them know. Just jot it down, listeners. <laughs> People in Germany, Dublin, Ireland. Shout out to you niggas. Paris. Nova Scotia. I ain't got no, <laughs> I ain't got no Nova Scotia homies yet, I don't think, but someday. I don't even know who still listens to the Jazzy County show because we ain't publishing. Like <laughs> Yo, they there. Once you subscribe, like, it just pops up, you know, those bing, new shit from your niggas. And well, check it. If anybody out there actually listens to the Jazzy County show, go ahead and drop us a nice little five-star review on Apple products. If you got Apple or Amazon Music, if you got Amazon, you know, now we're using this Riverside. Don't let, don't, don't get the game away. Nah, they're going to find out anyway once they start. FM, thanks to Monkey D. Chavanti. There, click the link that says Riverside FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Wait, wait. Stingy. <laughs> I'm gonna just let that one slide. I ain't even throwing those shots on that one. But because of Riverside FM, we now have live feature ability. So if you get an invite from the I Mean Podcast or the Jazzy Comedy Show to participate in one of our live podcasts, join us. It'll be fun as hell to just listen in, watch all of the mistakes. Because by the time you hear it on the podcast, that shit's been cut, crisp, clean, and edited. You won't even know all the bullshit that happened during the conversation. But on the live. You get to hear all the funnies. The funnies. Right here yeah, with us. Yeah, yeah, Like, you know, we don't make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just make movies. He said we don't make mistakes. <laughs> we don't make mistakes. You know, you just get to see the live, raw, and uncut yeah, BTS look, type we shit. not your mama. We don't make mistakes. We don't make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just the live, uh, raw, and uncut, uncensored type shit. You know, this is the kind of shit that'll be on Patreon someday that y'all be paying a little membership fee or subscription for. That's all. That's it. And if you want to see the full reproduction, you can go to the Jazzy County Show Patreon account and watch our live videos from the last couple of episodes here in season four. Most recently with Salisha Thomas representing Salisha Thomas as a Hollywood actress via New York. I don't know. Do y'all call them Hollywood too, even though they act as actresses? We don't even use that term. Hollywood. Oh, that's what everybody else call y'all Hollywood. Yeah, so we don't do that. We just call us, we just call us actors. You know, we're just actors, performance artists. If you okay. want to get all kind of or a thespian, if you wanted to get hoity toity, you look like a thespian in the air with it. You know what I'm saying? No, you know what I'm saying I look like a, you know, I got a like <laughs> acoustic album out. You know what I'm saying? Acoustic, not electric. Acoustic, acoustic. You know what though? Hmm. What do you think? Do you I think, think you can I rock the electric or, or the acoustic. I think you can do both, bro. I would probably be more I think the electric. scully gives you the acoustic look. The beard gives you the electric look. Yeah, because I got more of an electric thing going because I'm going to come up with and invent a reason here in a second. Listenership, give me a second. <laughs> He's more electric because he does the electric slide, maybe, versus the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> that ain't the case. Uh, but you've inspired <laughs> me with that terrible suggestion. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Um, electric because you know I'm 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 a metal head too, so I like metal and so you know you like you can't shred with no fucking acoustic guitar. You can only go Spanish guitar noodlings and romantic things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like uh, Jack Johnson, banana can uh, banana pancake type songs. Like you could pretend it all the time, or I could make pine saw commercials. You can do the dog treat commercials with the acoustic guitar. They love the ukulele. White people yeah. with ukuleles and yellow 
dishwashing gloves. White people do love ukuleles. First time I had a what ukulele fuck, within man? three feet of me was when I had a white roommate. He bought one and brought it into our room and started playing it. I was like, yo, you got a baby guitar? It's like, it's a ukulele. Is that like a name for a baby guitar, bro? <laughs> Can you get that Olo Ola Lele shit up out of here? Nobody trying to hear that. Shout out to my Hawaiians and my Polynesians, but man. Right. Right, and them Southern Negroes, because the banjo is like the cousin of the ukulele. Yo, they be getting down in bluegrass, though, fam. See, you biased as shit. You see, you, I want y'all to peep what just happened here. He just clowned a whole culture I really for their tiny guitar dancing selves when they use the ukulele. But this Negro living, being born and raised in the Ohio Valley area, you know, close to the Tennessee area where they do banjo music he's like oh our shit is dope your shit is crap let's, American judgment let this be known <laughs> this hating ass nigga let this be known <laughs> listen to shit. I was talking about the energy that uh, you know the songs tend to get like give off like it's something completely pa- it's just completely I don't know what it is about the ukulele it's the same kind of ding 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 and then like the white people want to throw in the wind chimes it's the same thing. Now, yeah. remember the dueling badges? Bang, 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 bang. And then they, they let the beat build like Wayne did, like Wheezy did. Let the beat like build, the, bitch. Like Wayne. Let, <laughs> let the beat build, bitch. And so they built the beat up, and then they went fucking crazy in tandem. It was like, Ooh. But maybe nobody just used the ukulele in hip-hop yet. As soon as they did, you'd be... They don't the need bang, to do bang, none. The bang, bang, oh. <laughs> Yo, I mean, us niggas can find a way to, to make a, a ukulele pop and everything we touch is fucking gold. You know, you know that. You know that to be a fact. It's a nigga out there, 19 years old, like, Murdering man, I'm about, to make the uk- I'm about to make the shit out of this ukulele beat, bro. I'm, Listen I'm, to the show. I'm going to sample the fuck out of it. I'm going to sample the shit out of Kenny Beats, Alchemist, sampling the fuck out of a ukulele somehow. You feel me? You know what I mean? Like, somebody going to make it sound dope, bro. Like, <laughs> niggas made trash cans sound dope with brooms, and then they called that, like, Stomp out that, loud. the sound of music. Stump out loud. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think the sound of music was uh the highly heralded and legendary iconic Julie Andrews. No, this was I like the black was like sound of music. Mary That's Poppins. What I oh, okay, I'm on my Mary Poppins shit right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that shit was all real, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that Stump Out Loud was black sound of music. That's mm-hmm. that was like the real sound of music, not just oh, three yeah. people singing in the whole movie. And, and I'm sure <laughs> it was like some Berkeley school of music niggas who like walked outside of a baseball stadium and you saw like niggas beating on drum. Not drums, just like trash cans, um, and like plastic paint cans outside right. of the stadiums. I remember as a kid we used to leave like the football games. And just make know. beats, bro. Well, we wouldn't, but it would be niggas outside all the time just making beats. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just chilling out there and just making beats. I remember cats in high school with two pins, and they'd be able to make the pins make sounds like they was on the snare drum just on like a wooden table or glass We used to do that in the cafeteria. Like, man, yeah. remember when Neptunes came out? Like Pharrell and yeah. Chad Hugo, and they came out with the grinding beat? Right. Right, we know everybody loved that shit, and it yeah. came out at the right time because niggas had the lockers and they were literally beating on lockers in the beat. Yeah, yeah, like, and then they threw in I don't know the beating on the uh, you, you know the face thing to create the sound. Right, I was about to say beating the cheeks, but that would have been suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know about Monkey D. Chavanti is this man has self pronounced probably five times a week, easy. And I'm surprised that we haven't had any on the call so far. It's been 30 minutes without a pause moment. I'm in control of it. Oh, uh, he's not making control. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know, you know, I think I think we have things you know pretty well in hand at, at the moment. <laughs> don't I've, wait I've been working me. on it, you know. You know I've been working on some things, training, training hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, don't wait with bated breath. My words, you know. You know. <laughs> Don't wait with bated breath, listenership. You might run out of oxygen, you know. But bated <laughs> breath. Okay. So you get all the cannabis words. That's not like a cannabis infused word. Hmm. All kinds of infusions. Yeah, right, infusions everywhere. What word did I say yesterday? I said voracious. I was like, it's like ferocious. 
and gracious, voracious. I'm backing away from a nigga moving at me with that energy. <laughs> hey, ferocious I mean, grace. That means poise. I think that that might I, equal. So poise. I was, I was using it to compliment a woman. So poise actually would make sense. It's like, mm-hmm. like she's ferocious, but then she looks so like gracious and graceful. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, "Man, the bitch won't sit still," you don't know. She's just ferocious, and she's moving with grace because I need to soften that blow. So ferocious grace, and then she's staring at me right now as I'm saying this bull ferociousness. Now I'm just making up words to appease her, so she's not mad at me. <laughs> I just want y'all to realize how much Monkey Dijavante is an asshole right now, who actually interrupted the pod <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. He fucking zoom bombed our podcast like twice too. Yo, your nigga Monkey D cannot lie. He did. I did. We did. That was hilarious. Beware, Monkey D might show up on your podcast, bro. Like Kevin Hart just randomly on the night show, bro. One of you niggas send me an invite and it says guest, and I have all privileges. I might, but if not, it's impossible (laughs) for me to do so. See how that (laughs) works. See, this not like them people. You be like, they ask you to borrow money, you give them a hundred dollars, then they go smoke crack with it, and they're like, if you didn't give me all privileges of that hundred, I wouldn't have smoked your crack. And it's like, well, it wasn't my crack, but that's sorry. true. If I you would have gave me eleven dollars, I would have been two dollars short, and I wouldn't have been able to score the crack to smoke to be acting this way. Right. So it's my fault that you had the ability to zoom bomb me. That's why Bro, I got Zoom bombed. You gave you. me $89 too much. I had all this extra money to spend, so I'm spending on some bullshit. I, I did just drop in there, y'all, and I was like, oh, no. He said, I was spending on some bullshit. I was not trying to be there. I didn't want to be seen, hilarious. y'all. I was faded. I was high as hell, and I was really not trying to be seen. I just wanted to just, uh, watch. And that sounds like peeping time material. See, this but- is what made my guest voracious. Because <laughs> she was ready to eat your neck when you jumped in. I seen it all in her eyes. She was like, Who the fuck entered the studios? Yo, Why is he here? She, Where is this guy coming from? You know what? Quiet as cab listenership. She could have taken a nibble on my neck. I don't give a damn. Man, I would have turned back the tabs on her. Dude, I would nibble her neck a little bit. She nibbled on mine a little bit more. He said that. Uh, show me yours. I'll show you mine. <laughs> One of them. You see how that worked? <laughs> I see, I see. But out of respect for my brother, I got out of there as soon as I could. It took a longer time than it needed to, but I got out. I was like, y'all, it, it was funny. I was staring at them, staring at me. And that's when I knew that they could see me. <laughs> I didn't expect this at all. I was like, no. Are they both looking at me? They just stopped talking. Yeah, they <laughs> like, both stopped talking. Yeah. I feel like I walked yes. on. And on something I shouldn't have. And I was like, mm, uh, I had to moonwalk out of that situation, y'all, and just go and count something. I see. And she was very gracious because she didn't cuss him out. She didn't chew his neck out. She was just like, oh, that's the bestie. We'll let that one slide. I was like, oh, look at this kind woman here. Let's get this ugly mug out of here, man. <laughs> you, you, you pick up your eyebrows and your mustache and you go. Yeah, <laughs> you go. You Take and, your lunch and go. You and your eyebrows. Get out of here. Seats taken. Seats <laughs> <laughs> taken. Can't sit here. Can't sit here. You can sit with me yeah. if you want to. Okay. <laughs> My name My is name Jenny. is Forrest. My name is oh, yeah. Forrest. Gump. <laughs> My name is Jenny. <laughs> Shout out to Tom Hanks. Shout out to my brother, Tom Hanks. And, and his to, thought of the time. Shout out to early, young, the young, the incomparable Robin Wright. Who played the shit out of Jenny. And who played the fuck out of Claire, Under, Claire, Claire Underwood. Francis, oh, ass Francis's wife. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? I actually loved her the whole season, but I did not care for the final season of House of Cards. I couldn't watch it, brother, because I got it. It just wasn't the same without. And it's not, damn. And yeah. I, I feel bad because it's like, it's no disrespect to you, Robin Wright. I love your work. I love what you do, but it was a whole oh, thing. Eat. I love Stamper. I love everyone. But without 
that man. the chemistry of them yeah. together made the show that's what made it what yeah. it is that was a yeah, dope ass couldn't take out that mm-hmm. yeah. so it's like i'm cool now because now i'm gonna just see everyone scrambling to try to make this work i've seen too much tv i'm in it you know i, I just know how it works yeah. so i'm just watching the writers and do their best and must do must do respect to them well a better comedian than me i forget his name but he was like couldn't whoever that kid was that or that grown man at this point that said Kevin Spacey like slept with him in the nineties, couldn't he just wait like wait one more after. year to admit that wait shit? Wait until after like, the show <laughs> ends, nigga. You did it in the middle. We were almost there. We were almost done, we bro. We had done. one season left, and yeah. we would have been in the clear. It it like it would have been one of the greatest shows of all Look, time. Shout out to Bo Willerman. Shout out to David Fincher. And I would have been like, that was amazing. Oh, that's such a shame how his personal and domestic life. It was life the ended very first show. It was the very first show on Netflix that was a Netflix original, mm-hmm. and he ruined it. Like he right before it was supposed to come out the oven, he just like. And I know he's probably if he ever listens to the show, he's like, but that guy ruined my life. I'm not saying he didn't, but you didn't say shit for like 15 years, nigga. What's another year, motherfucker? Your life That's all I'm saying, bro. A long bro. time. A long time. That's all I'm saying, bro. You like 50 years old now talking about this other guy who slept with you at 15. Nigga, you could have told that shit at 51, 52, 53. Listenership, I know this can sound like the most selfish thing you've heard all week or year. Very insensitive, but, I know. But, but. Had his life ruined, went ruined ours. That's what I'm saying. Come on, that was actually a more selfish. That was act, more selfish. You wanted everyone if, to suffer. If he waited one year, he could have just ruined Kevin Spacey's life by himself. Yeah. But we would all get to enjoy the talent of Kevin Spacey, and not. But see, he ruined Kevin Spacey's life, and like everybody in America who enjoys House of Cards, who really didn't get a finish. You know, it's like we was having sex for like that's probably terrible because Kevin Spacey had sex with this nigga. But we yeah. was like having sex with the show. Fuck that nigga, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Just let that if, be known. Fuck that. For the record, yeah, fuck Kevin Spacey. And everyone like um, we're just venting and expressing our honest, truest opinion for doing all that shit. We just said we all enjoyed the show. If you didn't enjoy House of Cards, you never seen the fucking show because if you did, it it was so good and intense. It was like making love all night. And we had like five or six seasons of that shit. And right before we all came as a country, this nigga wanted to confess some bullshit that throws everybody off. We're like, well, we're not horny anymore. Shit, I can't even enjoy this shit. So even with Robin Wright's amazing talent. It was Blue Ball City for all of us. Blue balls. Blue balls, city, blue ovaries. We were just out here <laughs> hurt, fam. My loins were Hopefully hurt. Hopefully not blue waffle, but yeah. We had some sore loins. After that, we couldn't fuck. We get all no. that build up, all no that build up, and him at dressing and breaking the fourth wall to talk to just you and me, listenership. And this is what the hell this nigga do. His timing is so shitty, so shitty. You could have waited, you selfish. I hope that you're recovering though. Wherever. Oh no, wait. I think that, that guy's gone now. I think that he got himself out of here. Hold up. Did I okay. think we're dicks. Um, but I know we need to look this one up. I it might be like the, the way I Jordan. feel, and you know, whatever, if he man. committed suicide, I can't help that either. He, I, you can't help I, that I mean, either. Come on, listen to ship. You God have range. mercy. Most have now. Look, here's my he, thing. If you was gonna commit suicide, damn. you definitely could have waited six more months to confess the shit, ruin Kevin's life, and then kill yourself, nigga. That like, yeah. He probably committed suicide because after he ruined House of Cards, there was a bunch of people who watched the show was like, hey, dude, yo, kill yourself, bro. I also like, <laughs> don't want to kill a nigga on the internet who's still alive, so let me check. But I, You were the guy who said Michael Jordan owned prisons and said he sounds like the guy, type of guy that would own prisons, yo, even check- though after we fact-checked <laughs> it, Michael Jordan actually doesn't own prisons. Hey, yo, check this out, listenership. Here's you are fact- that guy, bro. Here's a fact-check to the fact-check. <laughs> this nigga here. All right. <laughs> Turns out it was not Michael Jordan who owns prisons, but Michael Jordan does motherfucking own prisons. It's another Michael Jordan, so I didn't lie. <laughs> right, it's just the Michael it just Jordan that we all know. And your love. Michael Jordan. It was another Michael. It, it was someone else's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan of Oregon. But your statement that Michael Jordan seems like the guy who owns prisons. I know. 
It's very similar to like, yeah. But it gives me room to argue my way out of that situation by going, you don't know what kind of Michael Jordans I know. I know more than one Michael Jordan. There's, one, there's not just one Michael Jordan out there in the world. There's all kinds of Michael Jordans. There's a Michael sure. B. Jordan, a Michael They're C. Right. Jordan, a Michael D. Jordan. There's Michael there's Jordan. Michael you know, there's like Mike, Mike. Right. So, it's probably a Michael A. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there's all kind of Michael Jordans. That's there's all true. kind of volumes of Michael There's probably a Mike Joe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't, no, none, can't none of them niggas jump but him, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Is he alive or is he not alive? You know what, though, listenership out. and JC, I think that, you know what? It was a bunch of them, and I think one of them just off themselves. So it might have, it might not have been the one we've been talking about this whole time, talking shit about, but it might have been. I think it was, though. Mm. Oh yeah, damn. All right, all right. All jokes aside, because we was joking for the last—I mean, the whole show—but this guy actually did uh, pass away. Masur, who accused Kevin Spacey, dies. Article September nineteenth. Damn man, this piece of shit. Not the kid, but the guy. Yeah, that's fucked up. Man, that bag of. <sighs> bro. See, the the truth. The truth is, anybody who's been through sexual assault knows the heavy burden. That it weighs on your mind. The mm-hmm. the trauma, the guilt, the you think it's your fault. You blame yourself. I and, and look, I've been a victim of sexual assault, so, and I know people are like, "What the fuck? What do you mean by that?" Ask me one day, and we'll talk deeper about it. But I was a child who was slept with by an adult that I didn't want necessarily choose or want to be slept with by that adult during the time where I was on my own as a teenager living in the streets, and this person used that opportunity, you know. Get what they wanted from it. So I walked with some guilt from that. You know what I'm saying, Trevante? You know that personally, that I walked with some guilt trying to figure out those different parts of life. And it wasn't easy to talk about for years. And, and so I could, you know, bear the people around me that was able to help me kind of work through that. So it doesn't necessarily bear the same burden that it did when it first happened. But if you don't have that, right, that guy was walking around 20 years holding on to some shit. Mm-hmm. And couldn't tell nobody. Or, or probably wasn't even a guy. Let's just be honest. Nobody really gives credence to guys who've been sexually abused or sexually assaulted, whether that's as a child or a man or a teenager. Don't do it well. It's kind of like, well, you had to want it because a woman did it. Like, why wouldn't you want to sleep with her? Like, and it's like, well, you still not want to sleep with somebody who who tried to sleep with you. And even if you're a gay man and a guy tried to sleep with you, that don't necessarily mean you wanted his offerings either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so. That trauma and trauma and drama, I think, has a, a heavy way. And I can understand in the worst way why somebody would, you know, take themselves out if they're not able to get help for that and from a mental perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that shit sucks. Yeah, like it really does, you know? Yeah, I don't wish that on nobody, man. I've been touched in weird places as a kid myself. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man, see? Just, you know. It's not cool. You, you respond to that shit way differently. And we'd probably be super, super spellbound by the actual numbers. Hell, maybe most people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think so, bro. Sadly. As a kid, I think something weird happened to all of us, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we kind of take to the grave. Like, you know, let me keep it to myself. Because I was able to overcome it so mentally myself. Like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. Right, right. Yeah. But rest yeah. in power. No, I found out this. Uh, this is crazy. Rest in power to the brother. Yeah, Masur. I think they said his name was. Uh, but I found out from my dad way after it happened, right? Because I'm growing up at this point that uh, he was sexually assaulted as a child, as young as four and five years old. Um, him and his sisters were like, I hate to say, it, like group raped, if that's the thing. Like, his parents died. And I mean, I don't know if you know that. Like, his parents had died when he was a child or whatever. And so him and his group raped. Like, all of them would get raped one after another. Um, and that shit's heavy, 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 heavy trauma on my all of my aunties and my dad. Um, and you just, like, I, I don't even know what to do with that information. You know what I'm saying? And I imagine. I can't imagine how they deal with it when they see each other. No one... The pains that each other, because they were in the room when it happened. It sounded like some slave shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Master used to come in and just do what he wants to me and my siblings. You know, but my dad was born in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? His siblings was born in the 60s. So, I mean, this had to happen like the late 60s, early 70s type shit. Um, and I think that the whole sexual assault conversation 
it's like it's probably the most not had conversation for one of the most prevalent things in the United States of America. Like it started when people started coming over here in sixteen, nineteen, regularly been addressed. So every generation has went through it. And even when you talk to the older ladies here in San Francisco, when I first came out here as a lobbyist, I'm doing these speeches with like these, all these older rich white ladies, like Jewish ladies, like all over San Francisco, San Jose and Sacramento. And you just hear them talking to each other about how it used to be back in the seventies and eighties. And basically like, yeah, you had to get raped or sexually assaulted just to get a job as a woman back in like, I say back in the day, like 70s, 80s, that far ago, like we was born in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? But that's just, that's this country. To me, it's more and more of like a culture than it is a, oh shit, you got assaulted. It's more like, uh, somebody looked out for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's the number one thing I worry about with my children. Are you, are you, we still got Monkey D over here? Oh yeah, I'm here. I know, like, I froze because I was just sitting perfectly still. <laughs> yeah, that's just like, I'm listening. Just listening intently. <laughs> I ain't used to this nigga listening to paying attention to me. Yeah, just very, very still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. man. And especially, you know, I think what makes it kind of different or even more difficult to get a bead on is that it um, it's probably one of the most personal things. That's probably the, the ultimate personal thing. You know what I'm saying? That like as well, and they're like, "I'm not, I'm not talking about this. I'll work this out on my own, some, some somehow, some way." Time itself, and time itself does resolve a lot of fucking things. It's like, man, look, I'm it does. Fuck. Time helps. I got friends. I got people that love me. Yeah. I have a lot of love in my life. So, yeah, that was a glitch in the matrix that. for sure. But it w- yeah. it was a glitch in the matrix. So, you know, I think there's just a lot. The toughness that come with that, like you said, where people just like, bro, I gotta handle this on my own. I'm not about to even, hmm, whatever. If it didn't kill me, I'm not gonna let it kill me. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. But you know, like you said, you know, it's not the case for everybody. So our hearts, you know, and our energies, um, our vibes go out to y'all, man. And hopefully, I mean, if y'all yeah. need to talk to somebody, you know what to do. Right, right. When if you don't call the helpline yeah. or like the suicide hotline, you know. Call Don't call me at the Jazzy County Show. I, I will not help you. I, I, yeah, you you better just but, listen to another podcast. If you yeah. call me like, I'm depressed, I might clown you. And, you know, I'm no good. I'm just telling you. I don't, you I don't have just, a degree in that shit. Yeah, just be prepared to laugh because it's going to be just mad jokes. That, that's it. Yeah, we're just going to have to make you laugh your way out of depression. Like, Hell, like, that was they my say own laughter therapy. is medicine. Yeah, that's my yeah. own therapy. You know what I'm saying? Just being silly with it. Be like, I'm sad. My mother doesn't love me. I'm like, your mama ever tried to kill you on the highway driving your car? It, okay, well, she loved you a little bit more than, you know, some. <laughs> yep. Like, I, I keep hearing my father in sentences. A lot of niggas can't spit out sentences that say, yeah, like my dad. <laughs> Nigga was right. missing. Not mine, but, you know, a lot of guys. Hey, yeah. Completely, yeah. Answer, so. It's all perspective, right? So one person's like, "Oh yeah, my daddy didn't care about me. He was mean." Da, da, da. Other niggas like, "You got a daddy, nigga?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, that's he, great." He was there though. Wild, <laughs> that's crazy. How cool is that, <laughs> right? Man, when you wasn't like complaining like a little bitch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, you, you spend some time going fishing with him instead of fucking bitching all the time. Maybe you know what I'm saying? But you're right. You know what I'm right. Adversity, man, I think well. that's that's key, yeah, right? Yeah. You gotta be grateful for your shit, man. You gotta be grateful for the adversity and all that, man. Back to what my brother Currency said. I know I mentioned him almost every podcast ever. Listenership fifty-one episodes deep now, but if I wouldn't have been that, hey. then I wouldn't be this. Man, that I was, said that quote last night. Currency crazy. said it, but I hear Chavanti say it so much. I'd be quoting Chavanti. It's more. It's more. <laughs> it's more of a. It's more than a lyric now. It's a mantra. It's a mantra, yeah. You know, if I wouldn't have been but, that, then I wouldn't be this. Right. It's like, you can do whatever you want, be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Some niggas ain't here to make that choice, you know what I'm saying? At all. A whole lot of niggas exit, exited stage left in the last year or two, you know, to be specific. My nigga Debo gone. Yeah. Brother Wet- Witherspoon gone. Cicely got out of here, but it was, that was on time. She was 100. So, so yeah. rest, 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 God bless all of them. Rest in power. 
Yeah. Rest in power. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that was a sad list. The three you just named up real quick. I was like, I hope you don't name no more people, nigga. Stop. I know. <laughs> Each one of those really, really affected our spirits, huh? Yeah. I was you just know. like, yo, I loved all three of them, bro. Please yeah. stop. They was a part of the everyday part of our existence, every day of our I lives. know. We need stuff to disappear like White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yo, man, not them chicken rings, though. <laughs> not, not them chicken rings and they the only ones to do the or I had a crinkle fries though you know, look everybody white got Castle's something it. about white castle they love I know but it's not white castle itself ain't that weird like it's, it's just, weird it's one thing it's one item it's one item like, <laughs> me it's the chicken rings like me and dad and them and mom when we was out on the town and it would be late white castle was about to be open for all of us drunkards so we would all slide by the white castles and go through the drive through or be you know eating inside and getting the chicken right wings. right that's that, what you know them fries good at and I think you have sauce. to have at least a point one uh not point or point zero one alcohol rate to eat White Castle I don't think White Castle is made for the sober I don't like McDonald's you can eat sober I don't think White Castle you can eat sober yeah not for real like me and Tyler Robbins they used to be our spot too like we would go out to the bar or whatever and then like. After that, it was White Castle. Or if Skyline Chili, nah, they weren't open super late. Me it's usually White Castle at that hour. White Castle. Mm. We, we, didn't, we didn't do Jack in the Box. We used to see Jack in the Box commercials, but they would be like yeah. not within 200 fucking miles of us. So I'm like, why are y'all doing Yeah, that? I was about to say, I didn't start eating Jack in the Box until we moved to California. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. We, we saw y'all's bitch-ass commercials all these years and couldn't reach y'all. I had to drive seven, 3,000 miles. Well, you know to- what? As a grown-up, that means the Jack in the Box marketing department for the last twenty years should have been fired. No, not robust. Fire? They should have been concentrated. They should have been fired. Why are we seeing ads in the Ohio Valley and they know Jack in the Box? It's a waste of money. It's a colossal waste the- of uh, advertising funds. Huh? But- like, are you selling that to the board? They were like, yeah, so we have uh, commercials in like 45 states. And the, the board's just like, oh, that's great. Nigga, you only in three states. We got restaurants, <laughs> we got restaurants in three. You could have spent that advertising budget and put some motherfuckers next to us so that we can actually that's go why. and get the fucking random things y'all build and make. You know, that's it. The, uh, you know, the, uh, cause they the, menu is called anything goes. Yeah, Jack the, the lemon meringue frittatas and all that random shit y'all be building to make. Right. And then they do tacos. <laughs> Bro, they do tacos. They do, they do, uh, Dorito nacho dip. All kind of random shit that they eat. They be doing, uh, them niggas funnel, funnel cake cheeseburgers. They got all kind of random shit on there. Funnel eat. cake cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's Jack in the Box. They're like, whatever come out the box is good. Hey, Jack, uh, the person that owns Jack in the Box is probably Jack Hare, the, the cannabis smoker. That's, it's all his like, uh, his munchy snacks that he sells at Jack in the Box. I think he did. Rest in power, brother. If, but hey, if you're still Rest alive, my bad for killing you all prematurely. And uh, oh shout God. out to you for coming up with all them kind of random ass riddles that you can get at 3 in the morning at Jack in the Box. Because right. with LA shutting down at 9, 9 p.m. and shit. That's that'd be the only option sometimes. Me me and Eddie Lou, many a nights. Yeah. Shout out to Eddie Lou. We used to slide Shout by Shout out to Eddie Lou. We used to slide by Jack in the Box, man, being the drive through. Him hammered, me sober, cause I was working, he wasn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just getting the homie to the crib safely. But we've been to Jack in the Box ordering a bunch of shit. Like, hey, ordering so many products and that'll be eleven dollars. And I'm like, man, I got this, cause that was the price of one burger <laughs> anywhere else. Right. I'm like, man, right. I got you, fam. We eating. If I'm eating, we eating. <coughs> That's true. Jack in the Box, you can feed four people in $11. Yeah, you be like a baller, bro. Like, in the car. Hey, what y'all want? Oh, man, put your money up. I'm only spending $9 tonight on all of us. <laughs> and we're about, we about to be well-fed. The food about to be good because quite as kept. Jack in the Box got some fire. That's the thing. Jack in the Box is probably some of the best fast food that actually exists out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like quality, 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 quality food, good tasting food. I get the sourdough breakfast sandwich. That's what I normally get. Mm. Okay, I usually get the tacos type shit because I be just want some spicy real quick. You mm. know what I'm saying? You want some spice before you lay it yeah. down? 
Well, I be doing like sweet and savory, so I get like tacos and French toast sticks or something. Oh yeah, that's a good combo. Though, you know what I'm saying? It's like chicken and waffles in the cheapest way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, now they got them fucking HGH hormone steroid ass chickens <laughs> that they be pairing with the wall. Yo, mad restaurants really, really, really copied and paid. Tried to copy and paste the whole Roscoe thing. Everyone started having chicken and waffles on their shit. These shits ain't chicken and waffles, bro. First of all, you people in California do they need to take a real class led by somebody black grandmama on how to make fried chicken. Duh, what's up with the fucking Nashville, Nashville hot fried, Nashville fried <sighs> chicken fucking craze? They did this shit with the fucking ramen noodles. Remember ramen was yeah. crazy back in uh 17, 16, 15? All these ramen Yeah, but ramen bowls, yeah. And then they fucking disappeared and all the pho places yep. disappeared. Yeah. Only a few that's remained. True. And that's then because of mad mom and pop ones, then you just started seeing ramen genya. Which yeah. is like a chain and it's the worst of them, but it's like a chain. Mm. It's not bad. Okay, the ramen's good, but everything else is kinda shitty. But they don't know how to do chicken. No one else knows how to do chicken. Everyone's trying to do chicken. But bring some niggas from Nashville. So, it be soft. It don't even be crispy. Yeah. yeah bring some niggas from Nashville to fry this crispy, shit. And I shouldn't see the brown or green veins in the chicken when I bite into the chicken. And I shouldn't see pink on what's supposed to be white meat in the chicken. It's like, how you undercooking fried fucking chicken? That's the weirdest thing. These health nut niggas, bro, don't know what they want. They don't know if they're coming or going. They trying to do all this green smoothie shit and the vegan shit. And then... I- at the same time, it ain't nothing but Nashville hot fried chicken franchises out here now. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. I don't even want to see that much chicken. Uh-uh. Yeah, I will say shout out to uh Miss Chef uh Michelle McQueen, uh owner and founder of Gussie's and owner and founder of uh the chicken and waffle spot downtown with Derek Johnson because they fried chicken be popping. If you want some good fried chicken in the Bay Area, you got to go see uh, Chef Michelle McQueen at Gussie's or you got to go to the Chicken and Waffles spot. Everywhere else is pretty much suspect, bro. Gussie's? Yeah, Gussie's is shut down now, but it used to be like the premier black-owned uh, soul food spot in San Francisco. So like Willie Brown went there, like all the top, you know, political heads and all them. That's where they would go get their soul food. I went to a chicken joint. Chuck Walkie sent me to a chicken. Uh, he took us to a chicken joint uh, in Denver. Uh, the brother, the homie of mine, Aaron, a black dude out here in L.A., taught me about it because I told him I was taking a trip out to Denver for the first time. He said, hey, go here to get their high chicken. So I went there. It was cool. It was cool. It was pretty good. Denver's got some cool-ass restaurants, though, Like, and they like kind of spe- specialize in comfort food. I know people, they specialize in what, bro? Like comfort food. Because it's like, you, uh, okay. you either hiking or you going to breweries and, you know, shit like that over there. Um, and so with that, to supplement the breweries, mad drunk people, you got to have mad comfortable food. Right. Finger foods and cool right. shit. Eating pork chops and cream yeah. corn and shit. So like, yeah. they Mashed got a ton of cool ass food on the menus at the restaurants in Denver. So Chuck always be on some kind of adventure when he go out, and uh, he and his lady go and get some food. Yeah, every place we went had at least something on the menu that was fucking crazy, and like ninety two beers, and ninety two beers because it always had a brewery attached. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the art scene was cool and everything. No, I love that. Nicest fucking people ever. Denver was cool the one time I went out there. You had a like, sour experience though, though, didn't you? Because uh, you went before well, it was cool, I guess. Maybe, yeah. It was probably like right as it was transitioning because like weed was legal, but I was there on a like you was there flight forever. transition too. I had a seventeen hour layover in Denver, and so I had like an experience. I'm gonna just say that. <laughs> mm, yeah, you were salty about it. It's, it wasn't most death. I had a bad experience. But it was. <laughs> I said I had a bad experience. <laughs> Yo, there's so many chicken joints over. I just looked up chicken. Maybe that's not a good search. Denver, Colorado. Cause yeah, no, people in the South listening like, yo, they don't have good chicken restaurants because in the South, it's like a good chicken block. I mean, a good chicken spot every block 
at everybody's house. Yeah, but be named after the black ass nigga that own it though. It, it, it's, it's like mad white people out here trying to cook chicken for niggas. Like, yeah. That's the thing. And they don't specialize. They just in that. need to hire like a special black chef. That's it. Pay that motherfucker six figures to yes. make the best fried chicken. You'll and always have the best chicken. Quit trying to do it yourself, sons of bitches. You can't just follow instructions and not put no soul into it. No, I'll compete. And people don't like season the flour. Then some of them don't bread it right, or they bread it like it's Chinese food fried chicken, which I like Chinese fried chicken or like uh, Korean fried chicken and all that. But our fried chicken, it doesn't come with the same layers of fried on the outside, right? Ours is like fried around the meat. Theirs can be fried into like a fucking origami shape or something. Yo, you know what I'm saying? It's so extensive. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, it's like cauliflower built. Yeah. I'm eating nothing but fried mass dough. Dough mass? Right. Fried dough mass. It's like fried for like dough mass. miles of this shit yeah. before I even get to this little piece of meat that they get hidden in the, the friedness. You know how black people fried chicken is like meaty fried on the outside. You know how crispy. you you know how you can look at like the uh you know how you can look at the uh what is that fucking thing? You can look at like a a breakdown of the earth and you see the earth's surface, the earth's crust, earth's mantle. And, yeah, and, right. That's like, yeah. We got to get I'm, through the earth crust, the mantle, all this shit, just to get to the fucking magma, which is the chicken, the core. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to get through all this shit right. first. Sort on eight a thousand calories in fucking bread. <laughs> and, That's what it be. Grease. Yeah, a thousand fried. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. You know, and and then like it don't be crisp. I'm like, how is it not crispy either? That be part all the fried what? shit that still might be soft. It's what? very weird, bro. Yeah. Yo, Say and so shit. and check this out. When you see that, niggas think that their stuff is cooked. No, you fried it too fast. So now yeah. this shit is all soft on the outside or or crispy, and you burn the outside, and then you think it's done, right. and the meat's pink. And then the inside's not even done. Yeah, yep. this shit's gray. Yep. The meat ain't even done. Yeah. That's what you know, that's when you put too much dough on there. It shouldn't be that much Man. separating the fucking you know, skin from the other shit. So, you know what I'm saying? But, yo, listenership, I hope that y'all enjoyed this little quick hit. You know, this little quick hit right here with my brother, JC motherfucking Rose, the Jazzy Comedy Show. And we about to play us out, man, with some fly shit. And then we'll be back on soon, especially this coming week, because I'll be back at the crib. Now, they've made the proper repairs and whatnot with my fast-ass fucking internet. And this is about to be a motherfucking show. You feel me? Audience and everything. Who knows? Who knows? We're going to do it all. Bruh. Bruh. I can't wait for you to get out of uh, the Baghdad internet zone. Operating in L.A. So here we go, baby. <laughs> here we go, babies. Let's do some motherfucking plug talk. How about that? Shout out to motherfucking Benny the Butcher. Shout out to GXFR. Shout out to Griselda. Shout out to New York. Stand up. Let's get it. And of course, y'all check out the Jazzy Comedy Club on 246 Grand Avenue. Open to May 1st. Oakland, California. Peace. Hip hop. Monkey D. Gervonti. J.C. Rowe. We out. Here we go. Plug talk. Benny the Butch. Harry Fry. Here we go, baby. DJ Monkey. Ah. The Butcher coming, nigga. Butcher coming, nigga. Hey, yo, Harry, you crazy for this shit. That music got the Harry Fry. Ah. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off of drug talk. Told you. They don't make niggas like the Butch yeah. no more, man. Uh. Interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. They think I be glorifying the street yeah, shit. Yeah, Not yeah, at all. yeah. Uh-uh. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. I been glorifying how far we came, nigga. From the bottom. Yeah. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Y'all niggas wanna know about it though. Yeah. Uh. I only do it for the gangsters. Niggas telling me I saved it. Quarter million for a tour overseas. I'ma have to learn another language. You the richest on the team, but you still work the hardest, make changes. I fucked around and got famous right when the dope game got dangerous. And my interviews talking plug talk. On my last album, I explained it. When a fork telling you to work, I can clean a sink out and then drain it. Uh, real niggas underrated. That's why we never celebrated. True story, got a quarter from my plug on the day I got raided. 
held it down, I ain't losing. Nah. Think he told but can't prove it. You hear sounds of the pot scraping. Me, I only hear music. Uh. Co-sign, I don't need one. I wasn't shooting, now I feed nah, one. Hundred bands in the fridge. I'll give you niggas another sneak peek on the way out. We have longevity. Montana French. Benny the Butch. Harry Fry. Hey, on some G shit. Looking back, I can't see how I was running around risking my freedom like that. Just a ball for a couple summers. I broke bread and shared place with the niggas y'all call legends. Y'all too loud when y'all walk in the rooms. It's all presence. My body language just as loud as my voice. And they all catch it, huh? All I do is look and that send them a small message. Now that's a boss, huh? Y'all little niggas got that word backwards. Phoenix, I rose from the burnt ashes. Trapped full of burnt plastic. With a coffee blender, I could work magic. But I made a fortune off my first class. Let me finish. Paranoia, that's what them felonies got me. I fell back from that, and this with longevity got me. Foreigners in my yard, got neighbors in my residence watching. I'ma be stunting like this until I'm 70, probably longevity. Grind and make sure your cash the strongest. But it's still about who lasts the longest. This real shit. I watch niggas cop trucks off hustling. Not luck, but only ball for a summer. Next one, they locked up. That's all you niggas get. Link in the description. All that shit. We out here. Love you.